I speak to you in the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Among the many life skills I acquired while a student at W.I. Timms Elementary School in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, was knowing how to duck and cover. Yes, that's right. Knowing how to duck and cover. I grew up about an hour north of the Gulf Coast, you see, in a region officially called the Piney Woods, but also known as Tornado Alley, the place where the trees break in half like matchsticks as the first gust of wind appears, and that area you really want to get north of if you're going to be safe during a bad hurricane. Multiple times each year, in response to darkening skies and ominous weather reports, a series of beeps would blare frantically over the loudspeaker, and everyone at school would rush to the auditorium. There we would fold ourselves into little balls and crouch underneath the sturdy wooden seats just in case a tornado watch became a tornado warning. Truth be told, most kids had fun during these forays into disaster preparedness. Notes got passed, baseball cards traded, and contraband bubblegum chewed. Every child knew, though, every child knew that no matter what other mischief you got into while curled up with your nose pressed to the cold laminate floor, one thing you absolutely could not do was to poke any part of your body out from under your seat before the storm had passed. Even if the jawbreaker your best friend had just given you started rolling down the aisle towards the feet of the principal, you could not move your hand, and most certainly not your head, from your safe space until the all-clear signal had sounded. Perhaps this is why I find part of this morning's gospel lesson just a little unsettling. Actually, I find a lot of it unsettling, but there are a couple of lines in particular that really give me pause. These are the lines in which Jesus tells his followers that when the sea starts to roar and the waves grow big and everything on earth gets turned upside down, then this is the time to stand up and raise your heads. No sheltering in place, apparently, for readers of the 21st chapter of Luke. No waiting for the all clear. None of that sensible stuff. Rather, just stand up and raise your heads. The author of this morning's gospel lesson uses this imagery about winds and rising seas metaphorically to describe situations of political and social upheaval being experienced in his day. Eugene Peterson's The Message reflects this context quite evocatively, translating verses 25 and 26 as, It will seem like all hell has broken loose. 
It will seem like all hell has broken loose. Everyone all over the world will be in a panic. The wind knocked out of them by the threat of doom. The powers that be quaking. It will seem like all hell has broken loose. But in the midst of this, in the midst of this, Jesus says, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Don't cower under the proverbial sturdy wooden chair. Rather, stand up and raise your heads. Why? Because your redemption is drawing near. Your redemption is drawing near. Not the kind of redemption, mind you, heralded by an all-clear signal after a tornado has passed. Not the kind of redemption that can be bestowed by fame or fortune, talent or intelligence, the triumph of a certain political agenda, strict adherence to a rigid set of religious doctrines, or the absence of turmoil on the global stage. Not even by the eradication of COVID-19. No, the kind of redemption Jesus is talking about here, a redemption that really redeems. The redemption Jesus is talking about here is the same kind that he offers his disciples shortly before his death when he assures them, peace I leave with you. My own peace I give you, not as the world gives, give I to you. Well, strange peace, huh? And even stranger redemption. A redemption that does not wait for a more auspicious time or a happy set of circumstances. A redemption that pops out of nowhere into the midst of outright catastrophe. A redemption that, yes, can arrive with power and great glory, the Son of Man coming in a cloud. Or a redemption that can arrive quietly the plaintive cry of a baby born to a peasant couple living in subjection to a government dead set on silencing all dissent. However God's redemption comes, come it does. Come it does. There is no question about that. As one biblical scholar has observed, God has the final word about life, and it is a good word. It's a good word. It's a good word, which strikes me as wonderful news for you and me on this day, this first Sunday of Advent 2021. For like the residents of Tornado Alley and those to whom Luke's gospel was first addressed, you and I too know something about storms, both literal storms and figurative storms. 
We have endured a lot of storms these past few years. We've experienced the almost relentless crashing of waves, waves of sickness and death, waves of fear and mistrust, waves of violence and oppression, waves of contempt for the foreigner and neglect of the poor, waves of drug abuse and suicide, waves of anger and hopelessness. And in the midst of all these waves, we have battened down the hatches again and again and again, trying to protect ourselves from the awful storm surge. We have battened down our hatches, put our heads under our seats again and again and again. We have waited for an all clear, but the all clear has not come. And yet, and yet, redemption is coming. Redemption is coming. This is the unfailing hope and the promise of Advent, that in Jesus, redemption is coming. It has come, and yes, it will come again. In the midst of all that threatens to undo us, we don't have to duck and cover anymore, for our redemption is drawing near. We can unfold ourselves from the tight, tense, cramped, and unyielding positions we've been in for so long. We can stand up and raise our heads. We can look around, and we can look at each other. We can look for signs of God's saving activity in our midst. We can do this, for our redemption is near. I once read about a young woman who went grocery shopping and encountered a disturbing scene. As this woman was loading her purchases onto the conveyor belt, a man in the checkout line behind her started berating another customer who was speaking broken English and wearing a head covering. Go home, shouted the man. Go home. We don't want you here. The young woman witnessing this became anxious not sure what to do. She wanted desperately to say something in support of the person being attacked, but she was shy, and no one else in the store seemed to be noticing or at all concerned about what was happening. And so the man continued his tirade. The man continued his tirade until finally the young woman could take it no more. Somebody look up! She called out, please, anyone, look up. I have something to say, but I can't do it alone. So look up if you're with me. There was a pause, the woman said, in which no one moved a muscle. But then finally... Finally, 
A man in the next line lifted his head and met her gaze. The woman took this gesture as a sign, she said, a sign that it was safe to speak and that she could find her voice. She moved closer to the individual being harassed, put an arm around her shoulders and said simply, I am with you. You are not alone. You are safe. We're glad you're here. And then something amazing happened. The man who had been spewing all those ugly, hateful words stopped. He picked up his bags and left the store. Other people began to surround the woman he had attacked and to offer her words of comfort. Someone paid for her groceries. Someone else walked her to her car. And all this because one person dared to look up. One person dared to raise his head in a grocery store. I wonder where in your life you are looking especially for redemption, for signs of God's activity this Advent. I wonder where in your life you have been bowed low, hiding, cowering, barely holding on to hope. Wherever this place might be for you, wherever it might be, the encouragement of Advent is stand up. Stand up. Stand up and raise your head, for your redemption is drawing near. Amen.